Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a Sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you for another hour. We'll be hooked up with Chris Raby in just a moment to talk about his 2011 project that we've been putting together. And then coming up at 11.45, we are going to play. You know, it's going to definitely be up there, as Tony would say, tied for first. Um, It was just, again, uh, just an, an an amazing experience to be a part of, to be honest with you. It was amazing. That's Chris Carpenter talking about Game 5 of the NLDS against the Phillies, one of the greatest pitching performances, not only in Cardinals history, but I'd put it up there in baseball history. Among Cardinals greats, Bob Gibson, maybe the only one who had the postseason performance of Chris Carpenter in 2011 in Game 5 of the NLDS. Gibby did it a lot. I mean, he shut down the Red Sox in 67. He had 17 strikeouts in Game 1 of the World Series against the Tigers in 68. Bob Gibson had some monster performances. Chris Carpenter put up a Gibson-like performance in 2011, to be sure. That and more with Chris Raby, who joins us now. How are you, Rabes? I am doing great. What's going on, man? Uh, Things are good, and we are ready to go for another hour of sports on a Sunday morning. Had a good conversation with Mike Schilt last hour, John Moselock at the bottom of the hour. But up until then, we are going to celebrate 2011 at noon. We have Game 5 of the NLCS against the Brewers. Tough one last night. Tough loss last night, wasn't it? 4-2. to two. Cards scored the first two runs of the game on homers from Holiday and Craig and then just couldn't tack on anymore. That Brewers team's tough to handle. Yeah, Randy Wolf was was really, really good. Just one of those guys that, um, you know, kind of the prototypical lefty who had good stuff and, you know, was smart enough to pitch his way through different stages of his career. And he gave the Cardinals some trouble. So they had a couple of opportunities, couldn't capitalize. But, um, man, it's just it's so great time to be, you know, out and about and hearing the game in the car on the radio. Yesterday, I was driving home from playing golf and was listening to actually the fifth inning when Ryan Braun hit the uh, go-ahead RBI single, and then Ryan Terrio made an incredible play. And, you know, you kind of have to catch yourself because it felt like I was just on a Saturday, you know, and the Cardinals were playing and I wasn't working and I was driving home from the golf course, you know? Like, it kind of takes you a second to snap back and say, oh, 
this is actually something that happened nine years ago, and it's part of like one of the most significant runs by any modern sports team. So it's been fun. I hope people are enjoying it, and yeah, we're, we're having a great time. I'm certainly enjoying it. That first game that we played back when the Cardinals were ten and a half out, I will admit I got a little emotional about it because I think at the time it was still so new, the coronavirus pandemic and the fact that we were quarantined. And to hear a Cardinals game with all the sounds of the ballpark was very therapeutic. Have you received that same feedback from our listeners along the course of of this journey? A hundred percent. And, you know, I think that so much of why we love sports and so much of how we talk about sports and analyze sports is the repetition and the predictability, not necessarily of the performances or the outcomes or the storylines, but the predictability of here's when the season starts, here's when spring training starts, here's the trade deadline, you know, here's March Madness, here's the Masters. It is the uniformity of 162 games, and you can match up records and performances and, you know, performances by teams and players over the course of decades because they played within the same sample size, that 162-game schedule. And, you know, in life now, all that is thrown out the window. So to have that, to know that it's pregame, it's nine innings, it's postgame every night has, has been really great. And, you know, the baseball is just incredible, too. I was obviously not in – maybe not obviously for people, but, you know, I was not in St. Louis in 2011. I – uh, was hired and started working in 2013. Opening day was my first day. So, you know, to go back now and to be living these games like firsthand and to be experiencing a lot of the different nuances and storylines. And, uh, you know, I've had some incredible conversations with players and staff members and front office members. John Mozeliak told me a great story, an incredible story about Rafael Fercal. And I haven't played it yet. So, you know, if you feel like it this week or next week, ask Mo on the spot about uh, Rafael for call at the end of the regular season. But it's just, it's crazy, Tom, because I don't know what the delineation is between these stories becoming uh, such a part of like, um, I don't know, urban legend, but just what made up this season because the Cardinals won, right? Like if the Cardinals don't win the World Series, it could have ended so many times. We look at a lot of these stories differently. Uh, Greg Amzinger and I were talking about the fact that Albert Pujols, you know, everyone was giving him his send-off in the bottom of the ninth inning in game six. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, people thought that was that was the last at bat. That game would have been the Josh Hamilton game if David Freeze didn't do what David Freeze did. So I think I'm appreciating the nuances of, of this team and, and what a baseball season is. Curbs always says, enjoy the ride. You know, yeah. sometimes we want to fast forward and we want to get to the playoffs or we want to get past the off day or we want to get to, you know, uh, the trade deadline. But there are so many little parts and people and pieces that make up a season. Like uh, the last Friday home game of the regular season against the Cubs, Tony LaRusso was, I heard Mike reading the pro, the promo he was signing Bud Bash autographs like an hour before the game, the manager of the team that was trying to get back into the playoff race. And I'm thinking, all right, now I got to write that down and ask Tony about that or ask, you know, Brian Barto about that. Did he agree to do that in September? Like, did he agree to do that in August? Just 
I find so many of these little moments every night, and it's been fun. It has been fascinating. They actually, the fans, gave Pujols a standing ovation every at-bat in his final regular season home game before they went to Houston, just yeah. in case. Because then, at that time, you know, the Cardinals still, the odds were tough that they would go down to Houston, take care of business, and the Braves would completely tank, which they did. Yeah, we're two back with three to play or three back with five to play, and I'm listening to that. That's the other thing, listening to these post-game press conferences, you know, Pujols being asked the questions about if this is your last time in a Cardinal uniform at Bush Stadium. David Freeze, uh, the series before that Cubs series, uh, hit a home run in a big seventh inning, and the Cardinals came from behind to beat the Mets. And his post-game quote was, this is incredible. I mean, obviously, that's, you know, without a doubt, the biggest the biggest hit of my career. And it's just like, mm-hmm. this is, it's great, all, all the little you know, storylines that go into it. So it's been fun. And, um, yeah, I may Garcia tonight, and then uh, we'll see how the rest of the NLCS plays out. I feel good about the Texas Rangers on the American League side of things. The Rangers are tough. I don't know. I mean, the Rangers. They'll, they'll probably get to the World Series. Rangers and Tigers in the ALCS. Either team's going to be tough. The Rangers are really good from top to bottom. So I think it's going to be difficult, but we'll see. The Cardinals. Uh, if they can get there, we'll have the uh, the home field advantage. They'll have games one, two, six, and seven in the World Series. So we'll see if if those games are necessary as well. Uh, I I have to think, what would life be like if Albert Pujols had re-signed with the Cardinals? It it doesn't uh, probably it doesn't, it doesn't bother me to do it. I I like to think about it, but things would be a lot different both for him and for his teammates and for the Cardinals. Yeah, it wouldn't in general. be as good. Yep. And and for the organization, wouldn't be as good. And, you know, I think that to go from that moment of him getting standing ovations, because everyone kind of thinks without wanting to say it, you know, this is the end of Albert Pujols, the last week of the season, then the playoff run, then game six. Like, I think because of that, maybe fans thought, okay, the next chapter has to be Pujols coming back. But I think, in fact... It couldn't have ended any better. How how could it have ended any better for Albert Pujols in a Cardinal uniform? I mean, it's it's complete apples and oranges because of their longevity with the team. But I kind of thought the same thing, Tom, about Pat Maroon. Like, if he was going to get a one-year offer or if he was going to, you know, get lowballed by the Blues, how could it ever have gotten any better? So, again, complete, you know, different situation. But for Pujols to be the best player in baseball down the stretch that year have the most incredible decade run of any player with any single organization in modern baseball history to win the world series. Like he did to ride out, not essentially ride out because Tony retired, but you know, he and Tony leave and then kind of a new chapter starts and Yachty officially takes over the team Yachty and Wayno because then carpet exits uh, at the end of 2012, I just don't think it could have worked any better. And then from a baseball standpoint, man, with his feet, how, how many games do you think he, he would have missed not being able to DH like he had been in, in Anaheim? I mean, that's just from a baseball perspective, it could have gotten ugly and, and it could have gotten awkward. And, you know, this is this is much better. And last year uh, and that weekend in June was just incredible. That, that, that was the next story and the next piece of that story at the right time, I think. That's right. Uh, Greg Amsinger coming up here has some thoughts on Albert Pujols. MLB Network is paying tribute to Pujols, aren't they, this yeah. weekend? Yeah, 
Yeah, all weekend long. And it's funny, Greg actually talks about that as well. He talks about Pujols and moving on and then um, shares a story and a couple of stories from when uh, he was here and Pujols was back with the Angels last year. So they are running nonstop Pujols programming until 5 p.m. tomorrow. So, you know, they do a great job. And it's nice to have uh, some fresh, creative stuff on MLB Network. Same thing we're trying to do at X uh, during the sportsless saga that continues. We are doing a lot, that's for sure. We are going to play the entire ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth, Chris Carpenter against the Phillies in the 2011 Game 5 of the NLDS. We did have a couple of weather alerts the night that we played the game, so I had a few listeners reach out and said, would you mind playing that bottom of the ninth again on KMOX on Sunday morning. I said, sure. I mean, it's it's six and a half. Bill Reeker's been gone for years, and he can't help himself interrupting our baseball games. I'm Bill Reeker. Uh, But it's, you know, it's six and a half minutes, and so we will jump in and and play that for you uh, here at the end. But you also have some tributes, Skip Schumacher, Carp himself, also Tony LaRusso and John Moselock. We will hear those comments about Game 5 coming up, Chris. Yeah, and I essentially asked those guys one way or another, where does that rank in terms of baseball games you've been a part of, or is that, you know, the best baseball game you've been a part of? And I think people will be really interested to hear the different perspectives and to also hear from Mo what was going on with Tony when people didn't know what was going on with Tony. It's just the mechanics and and the little twists and turns and things that at the time seemed big for the club every day, but now almost become footnotes until you go back and relive them. It's It's been a lot of fun. We are playing the 2011 season, starting with the team 10 and a half back. So if you haven't caught a game yet, this is a good time to catch up. Game five of the NLCS is today at noon. It breaks a 2-2 tie either way. The series is even at two. Game five is today right here on KMOX. Chris will have the pregame at noon. Game seven of the World Series, just a spoiler for everybody, it does get that far, is May 11th, a week from tomorrow. Then after that, Chris, we're going to continue playing games until we're told that uh, we're going to get some live baseball. So don't worry, folks. We have more baseball to come. We have a deep archive. So we have all kinds of stuff. I'd call it a greatest hits for the next couple of weeks or so. And then we are going to pull out the 2006 St. Louis Cardinals, NLCS, and World Series. That's down the road. That team only won 83 games in the regular season and pulled off an incredible run in the postseason to win the championship. I was able to cover that one as well. I've been very fortunate to cover uh, four World Series, 04, 06, 11, and 13, two of them that were won by the Cardinals, so we'll get into that as well. And, Chris, we also have... Uh, I think some really great perspective from you each and every week. So we are going to have uh, some special tributes. You're going to be involved in a lot of programming on Wednesday nights. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, as I alluded to Tom, I've been uh, having a ton of conversations with people. The Cardinals have been incredible and helping me set those up, but you know, everyone from carp and Lance Berkman and holiday and Wainwright to, you know, former, Cardinals that were a part of that team, uh, like Adron Chambers and Tyler Green and Schumacher and Ma, just li- literally everyone, staff members, front office, media, Bob Costas, Joe Buck, everyone. And it started by every time I would hear a little anecdote, um, I would want to know more about it. And I would want this guy's opinion and that guy's opinion. And in kind of the spirit of 
getting excited about and watching The Last Dance and the coverage of, of Michael Jordan and the Bulls and what they were doing, um, I just kept getting more and more stuff and having more and more conversations. And uh, what we will be putting together is essentially an oral history of that season from the players, from the coaches, from the staff members. I think people are going to love it. It's almost like a reporting in real time exercise because I'm still learning stuff or guys will think of something else and text me or call me about something they missed or wanted to add. It's, it's remarkable. So that's been fun. It's been great. And we are putting it together again, like as we quote unquote report it and then uh, bring it to folks on, on KMOX. So that'll start after the world series and, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. I think people will love it. Outstanding. You can listen to it on the Radio.com app. Our digital listening is really great. I mean, it's free. People are downloading the app by the minute, and it's exciting. You can follow along. You can even go back and listen. So if you missed the game last night, the rewind feature, you can listen to the last 24 hours. Yeah. So you can just go back and listen to the game. Yeah, and I'll say, like, tomorrow night, for instance, after the, the pregame, or if you want to go later, um, I will be sharing a couple of moments where I read Chris Carpenter, Niger Morgan's tweets, <laughs> and then Carpenter responded to them. So that will be fun. That but, hatred yeah, was real. That hatred was real. I mean, deep. Um, and yeah, and the untucked. They they would untuck their jerseys after a win. I mean, they hated. Oh yeah, the Brewers. Oh, yeah. And again, I'm still talking to people about that every day. I'm talking to people on the Milwaukee side <laughs> about that. So it's been great. And again, not just the folks at KMOX, but you know, such a huge thanks to to the Cardinals and especially Ann Carroll and Larry State and Joe Pfeiffer. They they've been great as well. So we're having fun, and we've still got a couple of white whales uh, on our our target list to talk to. And um, yeah, we'll keep uh, moving along with this thing. It's been great. Great, great stuff. Appreciate you joining me. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Well, you know, I'm going to get ready for pregame show. I know you got that pregame. We got a big game coming up here. Game five of the NLCS. Thank you, bud. All right, man. Thanks. Chris Raby with us on KMOX. When we come back, Greg Amsinger of MLB Network on The Machine. Albert Pujols, number five. John Mosellock at 11.30. Do not miss the bottom of the ninth from Philadelphia. Game five of the NLDS in its entirety. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. 2011, the World Series, Game 3. It was an offensive show. It was an 8-6 ball game with the Cardinals leading the Rangers who were threatening to overtake the cards in the series and in this game in Arlington, Texas. Albert Pujols with two on in the sixth inning said no. Alexi Ogando delivers. Swing and a home run if it's fair. Go fair, baby. Go fair. Oh, yeah, a three-run homer as Albert turned around a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, and the Cardinals are now up 11-6. Way to go, Albert. He's three for his last three, and this is a three-run home run. And it's 11-6. In the seventh inning, Pools runner on. Pools has three hits in a row. He grounded out in the first inning to go 0-7 for 7 in this series. Since then, single-single home run. Pools hits a high fly ball. That's deep. Left center field. It's a gunner! Pujols hits a two-out, two-run homer in the seventh inning. 14-6 Cardinals. Four hits in a row for Pujols. And his first career multi-homer game in World Series play. He wasn't finished ninth inning. And another pitch from Oliver to uh, 
Yeah, but Pujols with no one on two out, two two delivery. Swinging another home run. There it is, his third of the game. Albert Pujols five for five with three home runs, and it's now 16 to seven. What a game from Albert Pujols here tonight. Five for his last five with a three-run homer, a two-run homer, now a solo blast. Cardinals went on to win it all. MLB Network host, KMOX alum, Greg Amsinger. I think because the Cardinals won the World Series, everyone just thought, well, he'll come back. They got to bring him back. They won the World Series. Why would you let the greatest, arguably the greatest Cardinal ever? Obviously, Stan, the man, is the greatest. But if, if Albert wears the uniform his entire career, what, what, what do accolades look like in comparison to Stan, the man? So it's hard for anyone in St. Louis to think when the Cardinals won the World Series. I didn't, I didn't think the Cardinals were going to be able to put the money up to, to, to compete with the bigger markets, which ended up being the case. But it was hard for anyone in St. Louis to think that Albert would turn down what they knew was inevitable, which was an offer from St. Louis, which is what he got and he turned down. No one just thought that was possible. So, you know, he didn't have the moment. The moment was kind of pulled away from fans. I think that's what made the burn even worse. But it led to, and I don't want to skip around too much, what took place in 2019, him come back to St. Louis. I mean, that was beautiful. Uh, that, that was an amazing weekend where not only a great player was honored, but the greatest fans in the sport showcased their, their spirit to the country. The way they loved on this man, the way they celebrated his home runs against their favorite team, it was it was it was wonderful, man. It was a beautiful, beautiful um, just glimpse into sportsmanship at its highest level. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't hit me yet, but I'm pretty sure later on, you know, especially when I take the field, if we get a chance to play tonight, uh, it'll be, um, you know, I'm not really an emotional guy, but I, I think it's. Uh, it's probably going to get to me. It's getting to me now, you know, just walking and seeing Jimmy and Mike and, you know, Jody just FaceTime me. He's like, hurry up, you know, we're waiting for you. <laughs> so um, it's just something that I, you know, we can, uh, besides the two World Series that we accomplished together here in this organization with the Cardinals, I think this is probably going to be right out there this moment, this weekend, and I'm going to try to embrace it, try to enjoy it, and celebrate it with my family and my wife and, you know, some friends. Right-hander's pitch, Pujols hits a drive, deep left field, and that's a home run to the Angels' bullpen. Unbelievable moment. Albert Pujols receiving a monster ovation at Bush Stadium after that home run on June 22nd of this past season. We'll take a break. When we come back, it is John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations, as MLB Network pays tribute to Albert Pujols this weekend. We'll talk about a whole bunch of 2011 and more with Mo, including 2020. That's next on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass St. Louis Honda on South Lindbergh. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. 
1134, we're back on Sports on a Sunday Morning, live with Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, John Mosellock. Mo, how's your Sunday going? Great to talk to you as always. Well, I uh, got up, washed the car, um, picked up sticks, you know, outside work. Very unusual, yes. Yeah, I cleaned the gutters on Friday. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> Yeah, new accomplishments, right? That's right. You know, my my wife won't let me go to the other side of the house, though. She won't let me get up on the roof. Doing a ladder, it, the the shorter height was good, but anything too dangerous, uh, I I wasn't allowed to do. So, just trying to remember what my dad taught me. You know how to how to clean the gutters. Exactly. Yep. It can be therapeutic. We haven't done in a while. It can be a little therapeutic, though, can it? I mean, pulling weeds, cleaning gutters, uh, doing some yard work, just sort of clearing your mind a little bit. Uh, absolutely. Just getting outside is refreshing. Um, but I mean, there's only so much we can do right now at the office that, yeah, we definitely have a little more time on our hands than, than normal. And needless to say, we're not traveling. And, and so lending a hand at home is probably not a bad thing. That's right. The only travel that I do is going downtown and back every day, just about. I don't do Friday, Saturday, but Sunday through Thursday coming down here, of course, being safe. We don't have many people here in the office keeping our hands clean and keeping uh, the safe distance from each other. And soon businesses will start to slowly open back up. Restaurants will start to slowly open back up. I think that's the key word there in, in terms of sports also is slow, patient process, isn't it, John? Well, I, I think that's right. I mean, I feel like like this week we'll probably get a sense of of really what the the future may hold. Um, start to sort of ramp up conversations on where and, and and possibly when we could start thinking about playing. As I've mentioned on your show before, you know the the hurdles are going to be: you know, will we have access to ample amount of testing to to make something like a baseball season work? Um, and if we if we're able to to accrue that, then the next question will be sort of like how do we design it? Um, will players want to do something that that we're proposing? And um, we'll see. But you know, I think uh, as we flip the calendar now to May, you know, I, I feel like there, there's definitely some some momentum and, and urgency to start addressing what this may or may not look like. So I would imagine this week's going to be um, um, one that's informative or one that might ask a lot more questions than answers, but we're going to start going down that path. Is there communication between sports, between the different leagues, and and, or at least attention paid to what each other is doing there too, NBA, NHL, et cetera? I certainly think at a very high level, the answer is yes. At a local level, I probably talk to, to Zim once a week. Um, with the Blues and just sort of pick his brain on what they're doing, and he does the same. But you know, I think uh, I think overall, it's it's we're all sort of in different situations, right? I mean, yeah. both the NBA and the NHL, they're really just trying to decide: do they finish a season, or do they just go straight in the playoffs, or do they just bang the whole thing? Where baseball is understandably knowing they're going to play a shortened season, it's just going to be: what does that look like? And and um, do, do you extend past October? So, you know, I think everybody is trying to figure out like what's best for their own industry. But I think like when you're when you hear from the public, and you know, I still get emails and voicemails from from time to time, or actually daily. But um, where you know, people I think would be happy even with just a TV product right now, just just something that's 
that's a distraction that that you don't you don't realize how much you miss sport until you miss sport right? right and then it's not there and obviously what you and I do for a living it's a little different than than maybe just just the fan who comes home at night and likes to turn on the game whether the person is very intense in the game or the person likes it as background, but needless to say, it's not there. And, and so I do feel like coming up with something that at least creates, a, a, you know, an additional uh, distraction during this abnormal time that um, it would be great. And so I think that's where baseball's head in. I think really that's where all sports are. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, obviously the NFL and, and college football are going to start having to like think about their own schedules um, but in the meantime, you know, we'll focus on Major League Baseball and, and see where it goes. Yeah, we'll have to adjust to what we know as a sports viewing experience, but that's okay. We're adjusting everything, our eating experiences, our socializing, our experience day-to-day in general. So we will. And then, you know, we could carry those games on KMOX potentially with the sounds of the ballpark. You won't hear the, the beer vendors and hot dog vendors shouting in the background but you or the crowd, but you will hear baseball, and it is – a beautiful sound. You know, the other question that I get from people is where are they going to go? Where will they play? Of course, I, I have heard, and, and so have you, and so have fans, Arizona, Florida, Texas, St. Louis, California. Um, my answer to them is, I'm, and you can back me up on this, is that I am confident that they are discussing all scenarios, all modes of travel, everything, and then trying to figure it out. So there's nothing concrete yet. Yeah, I think the simplest answer is we don't know. Um, but of course, we're running all different modeling on a variety of, of options. And, you know, to your point earlier, it's, it's whatever probably happens, it's, it's far from normal. But if it means getting something that, that Camel X can air that, that we can put on TV, I think that's going to be a positive. But, you know, we still got a, a lot of hurdles to sort of leap over before we, uh, uh, make that first pitch, but um, you know, we really are, are optimistic something could happen. And you know, I've, as you point out, the the country is starting to move forward with with more openings. Um, clearly, you hope that's the right decision. Um, I, I mean, I get it. People are, are are probably going a little stir crazy just not being able to to do what they thought they should be doing. But on the same side, you got to put safety and health there too. So. There's so many complications in this, and, uh, you know, from just a baseball perspective, my fingers are crossed that we get something out there. Cardinals Nation is massive. They are looking for anything to talk about, and I I think I was making lunch the other day when I saw the Marley Rivera ESPN story about Yachty. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, so Yachty makes a, a few comments about how he would like to play baseball now, thinking about it, tells Marley, and, and she's good. I, I think she's a good reporter. Beyond... 2020 and if it wasn't with the cardinals he'd be willing to test free agency technically he's correct that would be the process and what i took from it john and just if i can get your thoughts as far as you can take it but my translation was yadi wants to play and the the fire still burns he wants to play more baseball he doesn't want this to end right now well very few people walk away from this game on their own terms um you know, there there are a handful of players that 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 get to do that. There are a handful of, of employees that get to do that, but it never sort of ends always like how people might might think it should or would. 
I think in this particular case, so, I mean, obviously Yachty is an iconic figure with the St. Louis Cardinals and, and clearly, you know, at some point we'll have to sit down and see, see what works. But I would say that, you know, right now for us is not the time to be sort of thinking about 2021. We're just trying to get 2020 going. And, and so, um, you know, I certainly recognize and respect his, his comments and, and what he said. But I also feel like with everything going on in the world right now, it's hard to understand what 2021 is even going to look like, let alone beyond. And, you know, I think the landscape of, of sport may change. Um, you know, what's the fan base going to look like when you open up the gates? Um, you know, are there going to have to be adjustments for that, meaning, you know, the way we financially model? So there's a lot of questions at hand here. And, um, you know, it's, it's not in probably anybody's best interest to try to debate something publicly at the moment um, when there's so many unknowns. It is a business, certainly, and we respect that. It's 11.43, just a couple minutes left. We're going to replay the ninth inning in just a little bit of Chris Carpenter going the distance against the Phillies in 2011. In 2021, I know one thing that will happen. In some way, shape, or form, we will be celebrating a decade since the championship, and that moment in particular will go down in history. I've heard your conversation with Chris Raby on that, and one thing to note is it's unbelievable that they manufactured a run in the first two batters of the game, and then those two heavyweights went the distance. What an unbelievable classic, one of the greatest games ever, ever, in, in uh, among any team, but certainly among the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. So when you guys replay the game, you're only doing the ninth inning? We already replayed the game, but we, we had some requests from listeners that said, hey, would you play the ninth inning again? Would you do that on sports gotcha. on a Sunday morning? And I said, sure, absolutely, we'll do this. We're going to do that in just a few minutes. But, yeah, I mean, thinking back to that, <laughs> that's just what an incredible game. And and uh, it'll go down in history. I think every year you 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 think about it even more, don't you? And someday when, you're, when, when your Cardinals career comes in, you'll be able to really sit back and reflect on all of it. We've given – this has been a nice chance to do it. I, I definitely think, like, when you look back at that game, it, it's – by definition, epic. By by your point of the first two hitters scored the only run, then it was shut down. But I think when you when you even take a deeper dive into that game, it 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 changed the trajectory of two franchises. And you know how that game ended was was you know very unfortunate for Philly, um, obviously with Ryan Howard getting injured, and then of course the Cardinals going on to win the World Series, and then you know putting together you know, arguably a very successful, well, hopefully 10 years when you define it. But it was, it was just sort of like when you, when you pull it back, I think historically to Philly and to St. Louis, it's even going to be more, um, more important than maybe even just the overall uh, game of baseball, how they think about it. But yeah, I, you know, when I reflect back on that game, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's obviously one for the ages and, uh, Ninth inning, I might have to just wait and listen. It's six minutes and 35 seconds of beautiful baseball, that bottom of the ninth, and it's coming up next. John Mosaloc, we appreciate it very much. Have a great rest of your day. All right, Tommy. Thank you. Thank you. Back in a moment with the inning. It's on the way on KMOX. Welcome back to the Munkadass St. Louis Honda Sports on a Sunday morning. Munkadass pre-owned on South Limburg on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. You know, it's going to definitely be up there, as Tony would say, tied for first. Um, it was just, a, again, uh, just a, a, an 
an amazing experience to be a part of, to be honest with you. Um, I, I love, excuse me, I loved playing uh, in, in the, the pressure pack situation games and the games that, that uh, uh, you know, again, where we were supposed to lose or, or whatever that is. We were the underdogs. I, I just enjoyed that atmosphere. Yeah, I think because of the, uh, the significance, I mean, winner goes on, loser goes, goes home. And you had the two number one guys, two guys that knew each other. I mean, it was a classic matchup. You can guarantee ticket access to all National League Championship Series and World Series games at Bush Stadium when you place a deposit on new 2012 season tickets. If you need details, go to cardinals.com. Well, this sellout crowd is on their feet, waving their uh, rally towels, and uh, Carpenter will face the two, three, and four men. Utley, Pence, and Howard. If anyone gets on, Victorine. Utley is uh, one for two. He struck out. He's been hit by a pitch. He's singled, and he was out still. Pence is uh, 0 for three with three ground outs, and Howard is 0 for three with a ground out, a line out, and a uh, fly ball. And listen to this crowd. Carpenter trying to shut him out and win this game one nothing as his sign in his first pitch of the ninth inning. Swing and a long one into center field. Back, back is Jay. Back at the wall. He makes the catch. 398 feet away. One down and two to go. He gave that baby some ride, didn't he? He did to one of the deepest parts of the ballpark, but Jay got a good, quick first step on it. That was low out over the plate. Utley extended his arms, but Jay extended his arm and caught it. Right at the wall. Here is Pence. He hit 22 home runs during the regular season. Here tonight, he's 0 for 3. He's grounded out all three times. And the crowd gets back into it now with the dangerous... Ryan Howard on deck. Into the wine carpenter. He delivers. Swing and a foul back as Pence was trying to try it. And he had a pitch up in his eyes. Well, he is the most aggressive hitter on their ball club. He's up there all out. Only one speed for him, and that's full board. He was in the top ten in the batting race. Hit 314 during the regular season. Carpenter delivers. Swing and a ground ball to third. Long throw by Descalzo. He got him two down and one to go. It's all up to uh, the dangerous Ryan Howard. He led their team in home runs, 33. RBIs, 116. And he batted 253. Lifetime came in with a two for nine with a home run against Carpenter. He's hit eight postseason home runs. Here tonight, he's 0 for three. They're very, very deep. They play him a spot straight away in the outfield. Play him to pull on the infield. He is set. So is Carpenter. He gets his sign. And the Cardinal right-hander into the wind. And the pitch to Howard. Over at low, ball one. Breaking pitch next. The on-deck hitter is Shane Victorino. He's two for three on the night. Infield very deep outfield that is the same in the 1-0. Howard swinging a miss. He uh, got him with a cutter right in on his hands, and it's even at 1-1. One one. Chris's cutter tonight has been, I think, his best pitch, Mike, even though he's used the curveball to get ahead of many Philly batters. He has Howard with a 1-1 one, one count. And he goes to the wind again. He delivers. Howard swinging a miss. Foul tip. 
And the Cardinals and Carpenter are one out away from advancing to the National League Championship Series. We'll be headed to Milwaukee and on the air Sunday at 210. Play by play at 255. If Carpenter can get one more strike, one more out. Long look, he has his sign. Howard deep in the box, holds it on the end. The pitch way outside, a change up. And the count's even now at two balls and two strikes. No one on, two outs. One nothing Cardinal. And out the out hit the Phillies six to three. Carpenter's 2-2 pitch. Headed home. Swing and a ground ball to the second baseman. Here's the throw to first. Out at first, and the Cardinals win this one one to nothing as Carpenter's goes the distance. He goes the distance, and the Redbirds win this one, headed for Milwaukee, and Howard is down at first base, uh, halfway between home plate and first base. He injured himself, and they're out attending to him as the Cardinals celebrate around the first base bag. What a job by Chris Carpenter. He was phenomenal tonight. He shuts out this uh, very hot Philadelphia club on just three hits, and uh, he's mobbed by his teammates. And a, uh, a Ryan Howard still down in foul territory, halfway between uh, home and first. He rolled an ankle over as he left the batter's box on the ground ball. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, stumbled right out of the uh, right out of the uh, batter's box and uh, hobbled down. And now, uh, yeah, he's holding his left ankle. They have him on his feet now, and they're going to help him off as the Cardinals continue to celebrate. Out at second base. Well, what a job, uh, John Rooney, by uh, Chris Carpenter, and what a job by this Cardinal team, huh? Well, Carpenter and going the distance tonight. During the regular season, Mike, he had four complete games, a couple of shutouts. He put the team on his back down in Houston after the bullpen had been used up the first two games in Houston, finishing up the regular season. He told you downstairs, there's no need for the bullpen in the final game of this season. And there wasn't. He went the distance. The Cardinals watched as Atlanta lost. And we moved on to the NLDS. And now Carpenter put the team on his back again. He got a run in the first inning. That's all he needed. As the Cardinals beat the Phillies, ending their season, they won 102. That's a franchise record for the Phillies. But they're going to go play golf and go fishing while the Cardinals go to Milwaukee. On the air tomorrow at 210 with the pregame. The play-by-play -play at 2.55, and uh, we'll uh, announce the uh, pitching for you tomorrow sometime. We'll see how the Cardinals go. Well, the Redbirds win this one, one to nothing, and win the best of uh, five games, uh, three games to two, with a brilliant performance behind their uh, ace, Chris Carpenter. Didn't take much. A leadoff triple by for Kyle and an RBI double by Schumacher, and Carpenter took care from there. We'll come back and have the totals for you next. Wow, what an incredible moment in Cardinals history. So the Cardinals go on to Milwaukee, and they lose the first game of the NLCS 9-6. to The Brewers have a monster inning where Prince Fielder hits a home run, and they have a crooked number of places going nuts. Cardinals come back and absolutely throttle them in game two, 12-3. Then the Cardinals win game three. Last night, the Brewers won game four. It's game five of the NLCS coming up next at noon with the series even at two games apiece. Chris Raby will have the pregame at noon, and we will take you into the afternoon. Hope you enjoy some Cardinal baseball. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Mike Schilt in the 10 o'clock hour. John Mosellock. At 11.30 was terrific. So was Chris Raby, and so were the 2011 Cardinals next. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 